0: the Sunday grill with crane and crane insurance to compare motor and home insurance quotes across multiple different insurers see craneandcrane.ie
1: well i don't know about you but i've felt a whole gambit of emotions during this lockdown from being fed up to feeling guilty about being fed up to lack of motivation to de- determination so how do we deal with these ever changing emotions and how can we help ourselves Karen Holland is from Sparrow Therapy in County County Kilkenny and she's no stranger to the Sunday Grill. She was one of our experts during our Diet Culture specials and she joins me from her Kilkenny home this morning with some advice during lockdown. Karen, it's lovely to talk to you again this morning. Hi Orla, how are you doing? It's lovely to talk to you. And how are you? I really feel that this week has been the week where it's really set in that we're in the middle of maybe the strangest time for the whole world. That's how I feel that it suddenly hit me what's going on. How are you doing?
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing well. I think, you know, there are little things that you can do to make it easier. But I think everybody is up and down. Um, mm. I, um, and I think a good message to get across to everyone is that currently we're all grieving um, some people are obviously very sadly grieving for loved ones and mm. their health but everybody is grieving for lifestyle for finances relationships and grief is a whirlwind of emotions you're going mm. to be up and down so if your listeners are experiencing different emotions Throughout the day, even multiple emotions throughout the day, That's more than likely because you're experiencing some level of grief.
1: OK, and it's OK to call it that, I, because I suppose, like you said at the start, um, there's people who are experiencing the grief of losing someone during this crisis.
2: Yeah. Um, and I mean, obviously, that is the far worse side of the scale. And it's very sad for them, but their grief is a scale and grief is loss. Um, and obviously we've lost freedom. Um, we've lost socialization, lost jobs. There's plenty to grieve for. Let's
1: talk about losing your job. I've really thought about people for this because in a way, my job defines me. And um, mm-hmm. I don't know what I would do if I wasn't a broadcaster anymore. It's it's part of the sentence of what I am, I, I feel. Mm-hmm. And I don't know whether that's a good thing or not. I, I wonder what your thoughts are on on that but I think that people who lose their jobs, apart from losing their financial safety, there's a real feeling of being disposable, isn't there?
2: Yeah, and I understand why people f- may feel like that. Um, But it's not a personal attack. And I think mm. for the majority of people, it is a temporary um, situation as well. But I think everyone just needs to take a big step back Um look at the whole situation and reframe the situation. Um, If you have been let go from work due to mandatory shutting, for instance, um, you can say to yourself that it wasn't anything got to do with your job performance. Mm. So step back and don't make an impersonal decision personal.
1: Yeah. And then what about people who may have been one of a handful of people who are let go?
2: Yeah. And I suppose that's where it would be more difficult to say that because why me? Mm. Um, I suppose it is time that you can actually have a think about whether you do enjoy your career, whether your career is, as you said, defines you. Um, and everyone should be multifaceted and everyone is multifaceted. But sometimes we can focus solely just on one thing in your life. Um, and that's where issues can arise. If you think of your life as a wheel, um it needs to have equal balance in all areas of life to stay going and to actually move. Um, so finances, friends, uh, social life, hobbies, work, um, all, everything that makes you a person. Um, so if you only focus on one part of that wheel, it won't move. Mm. Uh, now, obviously, sometimes if life gets a bit bumpy, they can get off balance and it won't run as well. But it's to try and get every aspect of your life equal. Um, Can we
1: talk a little bit about parent guilt? There's so many different emotions out there and there's a lot of emotions um, for separated families as well. Um, When we talk about parenthood in general, the word guilt comes up a lot, but Mm -hmm. I'm definitely experiencing a lot more. My child is at home. She wants to play constantly. I can't play constantly. And if I could
2: play constantly, I don't want to play constantly. And I feel so guilty
1: because of
2: that. (laughs) I think you're you're probably speaking to the masses there. I'm um, probably just even hearing you say that. There's probably a big sigh of relief. <laughs> um, it's look, it's perfectly normal to get irritated by little people in your life, um, and it's oh, try not to feel guilty. But it's very easy for me to say, don't feel guilty. Um, I think to know that you're not alone in it. Um, to try and pick your battles uh, with things. Mm at the moment, um, I suppose, remember that the kids are also out of routine and they're experiencing this as well. Um, and I think at the start, a lot of parents were str- uh, struggling with the homework and trying to be perfect homeschoolers. But I hope that has dwindled out a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not a parent myself, but um, I think teachers, stay at home parents and childcare workers are part of the group of workers that are really appreciated right now. I think so.
1: And then I feel, and like I said at the start, that when the extra three weeks were announced, something mm-hmm. in my head clicked that made me think, OK, I have to do something with these three weeks. It's really one of the few times in our lives that we will not have anything on. You know, I can't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. I have no social events. So I thought, oh, I'll do couch to 5K or I'll completely, like, you know, spring clean the house. And I have done nothing. And because of that, I feel guilt, guilt
2: again. Another round of guilt. Mm-hmm. Look, we don't need to be productive during a pandemic. Um, I don't think we're, <laughs> any of us are going to look back and be like, oh, I didn't clean out that wardrobe. But we're going to look back and say, I survived. So yes. I think yes. um, I think there are a few things that you can do, though, to help that, because it is good to have some level of productivity. Um, Just for your mental state. Um, But one good thing you can do is actually start making lists. Um, No more than four things on the list. And as you achieve them, you actually scratch them off. But they're only really achievable things. So this could be eating three meals a day. It could be dressing your bed. It could be cleaning out a drawer. Um, You know, small achievable goals. Just so you can feel like you did achieve something.
1: (laughs) Okay, so
2: no... Like I was
1: going to do a run and then a cycle in my two kilometre radius. And when I did none of those things, and I I suppose you're hearing this from people all the time. When you don't do those things, you feel like such a failure.
2: That's that's the thing. And that's why, like with the list, just say the reason you put achievable things on it is to prevent your mood being affected. Um, And I suppose even stopping comparing to others, because. We are all experiencing a trauma right now, as I said, with the grief. Um, Everybody's experiencing it. And because of our life experiences before all this, we're all reacting in different ways. Some people react with cleaning. Mm. Some people relax. There is no right way to do this. Um, I think the only negative way that we could all leave this situation without being productive is to leave without learning anything from it. Mm, mm. I don't mean language or like a skill. I mean, a state of mind, you know, like a newfound appreciation, some gratefulness, um, you know, just learn something from this. Okay, Let's hope that we do like.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And finally, the subject that we talked to you about 3 months ago now and that is the culture of dieting and emotional eating. I don't know about you Karen, but I am sick of the memes that show pictures of someone before the lockdown and afterwards where they've put on so much weight and it's such a joke mm-hmm. because we're all going to the cupboard out of boredom. For a lot of people that isn't
2: a joke. That is a real worry. Yeah. Um and I mean you know my thoughts on diet culture. Um, so I too have been very frustrated with social media and the posts that are going up and just even the mm-hmm. amount of diets that have sprung up um I mean I'll go back to what I said earlier on like we're in the middle of a pandemic um if you can come out of this with five or ten pounds extra um and your health then that's I mean that's the goal really like I mean your five or ten pounds that you've put on um it doesn't matter what I will say though mm-hmm. is that healthy eating and nutritious eating more more than healthy eating is really important for your physical and your mental health
1: and you know karen i've learned an awful lot about myself over these last few weeks i don't know if you have i've i've realized that that if i don't have structure in my day i will reach for food yeah as a way to break up the boredom Mm. and so we are learning things
2: yeah i think it's a it's an amazing time that it's i mean We've been given the gift of time, you know, there's like people who are frontline workers Mm. that are, you know, amazing and they're they're out working every single day, probably more hours than they ever have before. But the people who aren't have been given the gift of time to actually learn about what they like, what they don't like, discover things about themselves um, that they can bring forward after all of this.
1: Yeah, interesting. Well, listen, as usual, some really great advice there. If people want to check you out, you have some great highlights on your Instagram that are really inspirational. If you want to search for Sparrow Therapy and Wellness, you'll find lots of different highlights there and lots of thoughts about what we're going through during these strange times Karen as usual thanks a million for talking to me this morning thanks very much Orla
0: The Sunday Grill on Beat 102-103 Well
1: the last time that I spoke to my next guests they are Ollie Kirwan and Shona Murphy aka Backpacking Crack they were home in Kilkenny getting ready for their next trip and off they went And then lockdown happened. So I'm chatting to them from the continent of North America this morning, where they are in lockdown in Canada. Let's talk to them and find out what lockdown is like in that country. Hi, guys. Hi, Hello. How are you? How are we? Going mad.
3: (laughs) (laughs) We haven't left the house in about a month. (laughs) What?
1: You haven't left your house in a country that's not your own, in a city where you know what? Do you know anyone there?
3: Uh, Not really.
1: 10 people, maybe. Okay, that's better than nothing. So listen, last time I spoke to you, it was just before Christmas and you'd taken in 31 countries. Uh, You were saving up to go away again in early 2020. Take us through what happened then, where you decided to go.
3: uh, So we decided to come over to Canada. We thought it would be kind of a nice base to work out of. And we said that we'd work here for a little while, save up some money and then maybe do a little bit of South America or... We do a little bit of travel into the US. Um, Obviously, the, the lockdown happened. So that's after spoiling quite a bit of our plans.
1: So you're in Vancouver. At what stage, like, were you starting to get jobs or what stage were you at before lockdown happened?
4: So I had a job for about a month when the lockdown kicked in and Ollie had just started a temporary contract. So we were just starting to find our feet. We are starting to get money in the door, starting to plan trips, and then it was all, all cut
3: to stop <laughs> so the furthest trip we've got I think is to our uh, our backyard <laughs> <laughs> and
1: what are your thoughts I know as you said you're in lockdown for the past month but what have been your thoughts on Vancouver and on Canada?
3: uh it's a great place it's really nice um I think most of the people here are, are fairly responsible because like it isn't technically a full lockdown that we're on it's kind of just social distancing measures that they brought in, but most people seem to be kind of sticking to it anyway, and most people are staying indoors and being fairly responsible about things. So that's kind of good to see anyway.
1: We've heard lots of stories and news of people making the decision to come home to Ireland. Was that anything you thought of yourself? Um, We probably thought about it just briefly, but to be honest, we didn't really see the point in going home.
4: Ollie's able to work from home at the minute, so we're... Do you know like we're not stuck for money if we went home we probably wouldn't qualify for the dole payment the government here have a payment that i should be able to qualify and it was just we said if we go home and things do end up going long term and if a recession hits or anything we kind of took the chance that canada would probably recover quicker than ireland would okay
1: and how did your family feel when you said you weren't coming home
4: um they're probably like just, it's their own choice obviously they I'm sure at times they'd rather have us at home for a company during the lockdown, but I'm sure they'd be killing us at the same time. So they're probably, they're probably glad of it too. But <laughs> I think they know that we're kind of, we're old enough now to make our own decisions and that they trust our
2: decision True. Think, so. we,
3: we had a few friends that did make the decision to go home. Um. So we've kind of seen it from both sides, but I suppose we were very lucky in that we had the opportunity to work from home. We weren't going to be completely stuck or completely stranded and cut off from money for a long period of time. So said we've been very fortunate. Like a lot of people, aren't aren't as lucky as we've been.
1: When it comes to Canada, you say people are being per- pretty com- compliant. Um, how are people feeling there? What the kind of vibe you're getting?
3: I think that um, I think that like people are are wanting to be very responsible, or wanting to stick to it. But at the same time, I think people are going crazy because like at the moment, it's it's just coming into summer here. The weather's getting quite good, and I think that most Canadians are pretty outdoorsy. So. A lot of the people particularly that I work with are kind of saying that they're crawling up the walls at home, that they're anxious to get back to the office and they're anxious to get out to parks and to do some hiking and do some kayaking and different bits and pieces. So I think it's probably a little bit more difficult for them than, than say, like when you're at home in Ireland, you tend to to kind of stay inside a lot of the time and the summers aren't quite as good. So I suppose you don't really miss the outdoors quite as much as they would here.
1: Yeah. But as you said, they're not in full lockdown. So what are you allowed to do at the moment? You can kind of do anything once you're social
4: distancing. A a lot of restaurants are still open for takeout food. There's no sit-in services. The buses are still running just with social distancing measures. And most offices and stuff are equipped to work from home. So I don't think it's, it's as dire straits as at home where most people are actually still working. And you can go out to parks as long as you're keeping social distancing. So I think I like the stanley park here is closed to cars all right but you can still go in and walk around so it's just i think once you're being responsible they kind of don't really they're not too caught up in what you do mm,
1: okay and then case wise in canada how are they doing compared to other places
3: uh, bc is actually quite good so we're in british columbia in vancouver um the numbers here are pretty good they're kind of most people have that actually got it to recover. So the numbers are pretty small. I think it's only in the hundreds in this region, but in terms of the whole country, I think it's about sixteen or seventeen thousand. So just probably okay. probably a bit more than at home over the whole country but in terms of the actual area that we're in it's they've done pretty well on it so far so we're pretty lucky and
1: you've been quite industrious I saw on your Instagram stories there a few days ago you had a great game of curbs outside of the <laughs> state you're living in
3: we've been doing everything we can to stay sane
1: <laughs> and how is it as, obviously you're well used to as a couple travelling and being in close quarters but are you enjoying it just being the two e and no one else at the moment?
4: Well we actually have two housemates so to be fair we do see two other faces oh. every day so it's not the worst but I definitely think the travelling helped us in this i think if we hadn't gone traveling we'd be broken up by now we'd (laughs) ever killed each other (laughs)
3: it's it's funny we don't only have to tolerate each other now but actually other people have to tolerate us as well so (laughs) that might keep you on an even
1: keel though Well, listen, it's great to talk to you and it's great to hear that you're keeping safe in Canada. If people want to check out your travels down in 2019, you have a lovely highlights up on your Instagram. But you've been to so many countries with so many photos. So it's a little bit of light relief for people too. its backpacking crack. Enjoy. All those things that you're trying to do uh, from the comfort of your Vancouver home. What what else? I can't even think of the things I've been doing. Just going for minor walks in my two-kilometer radius, and I might try curbs now that I've seen yeah. it on your Instagram.
3: Exactly, we'll we'll bring it back. It'll start like a new competition, a do worldwide curb I, competition. Online. I
1: think. I think that might go viral. That's a brilliant <laughs> idea. Listen, Ollie and Shona, it was so lovely to talk to you this morning. Take care of yourselves. Thanks, Orla.
3: Thanks, Arla. Thanks for having us.
0: The Sunday Grill on Beat 102-103. Last
1: time we spoke to Maggie Malloy, the woman behind the Instagram account and blog Cheap Irish Houses, she was gearing up to turn her passion into a TV series. And that TV series becomes reality this Tuesday on RT1 at 8.30pm. Maggie's on the phone to tell us more. Hello, good to talk to you again. Hi. How are you? And how are you doing? I, I, everyone I talk to on the Sunday Grill, I ask them how are they doing? It's usually the same answer, kind of okay, kind of terrible. Are you the same?
5: Yeah, I mean like it's it's not really a massive change of pace in rural Tipperary for me. True. <laughs> I mean, I think you kind of, you realise that maybe you're living in kind of social isolation a lot of the time. Yeah, I'd say a lot of people feel like that. <laughs> so I suppose, I think to be honest, for a lot of rural Ireland, it's not that much of a change, you know. I mean, mm. we shop once a week anyway. We're not kind of popping out for a Chinese on a Tuesday.
1: Oh, is, don't say Chinese you know? on a Tuesday. Why are you saying oh. that to me? I miss that so much. <laughs> <laughs> and where is where do you like is the going to the shops now is that an expedition do you look forward to going to the supermarket once a week yeah, yeah.
5: I do actually I mean I genuinely do I don't even mind the queue you know outside I know. I'm like I don't mind I see people <laughs> there's people
1: I have and it's a good complaint but at the moment not a great complaint everything I do is in my two kilometre radius anyway so my work in beach is about 600 metres from my house my shop is about a five minute walk so I have seen the same roads for the past six weeks
5: oh gosh yeah I mean that's mm. tricky alright because you can't even justify going like yeah. like our drive the supermarket is half an hour's oh, drive. And you're like, oh my god, looky
1: duck! Yeah, yeah it, it, it is mad. I mean, right now it,
5: it's good.
1: Yeah, oh, I really am <laughs> envious of you. I never thought I'd say that. I've envious of someone who's half an hour drive to the shop. Anyway, let's talk television. And what a whirlwind you've had, Maggie. You put your first cheap Irish house on Instagram in December 2018, so not even 18 months ago. And now, here you are, nearly 60,000 followers later, and a television series.
5: Yeah, it's kind of surreal, isn't it? It, it, It's it's a bit strange. (laughs) (laughs) Did you manifest this?
1: Were you all about visual boards or something? Was this a plan? (laughs) Not
5: at all, no. I, I really, I mean, even when the guy from the production company got in touch with me originally and suggested the show because it wasn't I mean I didn't go oh I think I have a great idea for a show guys you know it was nothing like that <laughs> he um he got in touch with me after I'd been on the radio one time and he was like Do you ever thought about maybe turning this into a tv show and I was like "No, <laughs> this guy's cracked like totally cracked <laughs> and,
0: and
5: he said to me he said like if you've got um he said, have you had any other offers like for TV stuff? And I was like, no. And he said, I guarantee you by the end of this weekend, you're going to have offers for TV shows from other production companies.
1: And he was right. <laughs> and I presume he's mad. the fella you went with then, is he?
5: Yeah, he was. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I have a lot of kind of respect for kind of, you know, going with the first person, that yeah. says it to you, especially if you have quite a, a nice rapport with them. And he he's a lovely guy. So, yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm going to stick with him. And if he gets it over the line, We'll do it, and if not, I'll go on then and, you know, test the waters with somebody else. And we were really lucky. Like, it got flew through the stages, That's you know? Brilliant.
1: You're very laid back. I always get the feeling that nothing really phases you. Am I right in thinking that? <laughs> it's weird. I don't think my family would say that. I'm quite <laughs> hyperactive.
5: Okay. So, you know, I'm, like, always thinking, and all, my cogs are always turning, and they're looking at me going, there's something going on behind <laughs> them. I What <squat laughs> on there, <Earth."> think? <laughs> When they're, like, watching TV, I'm like, "Mm." (laughs) well, But, um, yeah, no, I'm quite high-strung. But, um, yeah, no, I think with this stuff, just there's no point in being stressed out about it. It's so far out of my comfort zone that I just had to trust them that they weren't going to make holy God show me.
1: (laughs) And they didn't. (laughs) No, indeed. indeed. Good stuff. Now, tell us how the show works, because, of course, Cheap Irish Houses is about you showcasing the sort of houses that are available around Ireland. One I saw online from, like, 25,000 up to maybe 90 to 100. So how does this work Mm. television-wise?
5: So what we did was we put a call out and we asked people who were looking for houses at the moment and had you know their finance approved or their savings in place or whatever that maybe if they were willing to maybe look somewhere different than they would normally look or they were willing to kind of be a little bit brave um, to kind of let us try and find them houses that was okay. the premise of it. So, so we got a load of applicants and it was great and basically what we do is we get kind of a kind of a base criteria from the people and then I go look for the houses, and then we kind of narrow it down and then bring them to see four of them. Okay. And uh, yeah, and that's basically, and it's really just about kind of seeing, does it open their minds a bit? Do they have a favourite? Would they ever even think of buying one of them? Mm. You know, because some of them are, are a bit kind of wild card-y for. What okay.
1: And worth, are they know? all in Ireland? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. And did you have to go anywhere unusual in Ireland that you hadn't been to before? Oh, yeah, sure, I've not been anywhere. <laughs> I got to go to
5: Roscommon for oh, the second wow. time in my life, Brilliant. and I loved it. And I got to go over to the West Coast, oh, and I fine. mean, I hadn't seen the sea in about a year. I mean, Tipperary's a bit landlocked, and in Wexford, I would have oh, been used to seeing yeah. the sea the
1: whole time. You're spoiled in Wexford, yeah.
5: Yeah, so getting to see the sea, especially the Atlantic, because it's a whole different kind of sea, you know? It's so much more wild, I think, than the coast.
1: Oxford, you know? yeah <laughs> so it's like you're on a little holiday
5: oh totally yeah in the middle of january
1: <laughs> that's what you want <laughs> it was a bit cold now to say the least. and you're an artist as well like like what is your job at the moment what are you mainly doing these days <laughs> so i i work
5: as an illustrator full time okay so that's what i do and that's what i've done for years okay. so it's um the, the Cheap Irish Houses thing, the Instagram side of it is, is a hobby still, you know, for me. Mm. I mean, obviously the TV thing took up quite a lot of time, but, you know, really my, my bread and butter earnings is my illustration work, yeah.
1: Okay, okay. Well, look, I'm really looking forward to seeing this. Um, are you, ha- will you, you can only really have a viewing party for yourself and your husband, can't you? What would you have oh, done? Were yeah, you going to have yeah, had a yeah, big party kind of or what were you planning to do?
5: Well, I was planning on going up to Exeter, yeah, and watching it with my mum and dad even, you know, because it would be lovely to see it with them because they've been great supporters of me along the way, you know. They've Even from day one, like, they would have been <laughs> so excited about it, you know. So um, they I was hoping to go and see it with them, which I can't. So okay. I'll be kind of hunkered in down here.
1: Okay. <laughs> well, you know what everybody. I'm going to suggest? Have an L Zoom party with them. <laughs> exactly i trying to explain to them how to use the phone now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, enjoy that party for two. That is Tuesday night on Orty one at 8.30. I will definitely be tuning in, Maggie, to watch it all. There's nothing I like better than a property show. And if you want to check it out, it's Cheap Irish Houses. And if you want to check Maggie out, it is Cheap Irish Houses on Instagram as well. Best of luck with everything. And I hope we'll talk to you again soon. <laughs> oh, me too. Thank you.
0: The Sunday Grill on Beat 102 103. Well, my
1: next guest this morning is a psychotherapist, a columnist, and a motivational speaker. Karen Whelan is from Waterford and she's also the author of Come Home to Yourself. Her second book is out now, and Karen has made the decision to make it available for free online for a limited time. Karen joins me this morning to tell us about the book and why she is making it available free. Uh, Your first book, Karen, and you're very welcome to the Sunday Grill, Karen. How are you doing during these times?
6: Yeah, I'm actually really, really good. I would love to say you know, for me, and I suppose it ties into what this second book is about, I have gone through such a process where I was completely in a process of complete isolation, where everything was just removed out of my life and there was nothing left, only me. Which is what this second book is about, but it ties into what you asked. So, This process for me is not a struggle. And I say that with the greatest of respect for people who are deeply challenged at the moment. I'm in a position where it's not um, affecting me negatively. um, It just means I'm working a lot from my home. (laughs) I'm doing a lot from Zoom. Um, But there's a part of me that's enjoying the kind of the slowdown. I am loving the community spirit that has evolved through the COVID-19 I'm loving seeing the creativity of everybody. I'm loving seeing how people are, are overcoming this, how they're getting through this. That's what I'm loving. That's the part of me that I'm, I'm tapped into that more so than anything else, you know? So there's no fear in me at the moment because I lost a lot of things a few years ago. I lost, I lost my, my, my job, my money, a relationship of 14 years. I had to declare myself homeless. I lost everything. I lost my sense of identity. Everything that made me feel like who I was was completely taken from me. Um, So this time around when we had to go into quarantine and we had to stop doing everything, that's the part of me when I say I'm okay with that. Like Mm. I was okay to have to stop again and just reset and sit with myself again
1: Mm. because
6: I had to do that. So yeah, I'm okay. Is the, is
1: the I'm trying to say that in a way to be so respectful and I know, mindful of everyone I know. else, and I think know. we're also mindful of other people's feelings right now, which is a great thing. Are, is what you're saying is that the worst has happened to you already? Is that how you feel? I'm yeah,
6: I'm saying you could frame it like that that the worst has happened to me already. I'm saying that life, which is why I wrote the second book and why I have it out now for people, I went through an amazing. Painful, difficult, incredible, extraordinary <laughs> experience with life where so much happened to me that I was at that point of exhaustion and um, anxiety. I did not know how I was going to overcome this. I was in such despair of two children, so I was in great despair. my daughter was going into first year, and I was actually losing our home um I was in a friend's house with my daughter, my son was in India at the time, so for me. There was great shame, there was great shock, there was so much that it brought up for me in a real way. And I survived all of that and I overcame all of that. And that's what the second book is about. The second book is so beautiful in that it captures that story, but it gives it to the reader in a completely different way. It doesn't talk about it in a place of poor me why me it brings in this sense of hope and it shows us it teaches us all how to believe in our own selves how Mm -hmm. we are just extraordinary people with great capacity great resilience that we can we can overcome anything really it's just the fear of the fear itself can prevent us from knowing the truth of that within ourselves
1: so it's called the journey home in what way yes. does the book work? Then it sounds like you're telling your own story in it, and but what would people reading it get from the book?
6: Yeah, brilliant question, Orla. Um, so exactly, I use the use of myself. Like we're amazing. I love Ireland. Like as a as a culture, we are fabulous storytellers, and stories really heal, you know. And and I know a lot of people would have fear or you know fear of exposure, a shame about themselves, but for me, the importance of A, telling your own story is that you learn to heal yourself through your own story. And I have totally, both of my books, you know, they're very personal. They're about me and my personal story. And that would make another person uncomfortable to even think that they would write about themselves. I do it because I'm not ashamed of my story. I'm only human. We're all only human. We all do things that we wish we didn't do. We might think a particular way, say a particular thing, behave in a particular way, but we're only all human. We all, we all do things, you know. Um, So for me, it was about writing my story through me and being very personal is, A, it helps another person to feel they can relate to me as a person. And by doing that as a psychotherapist, um, the reason why I do it is then that it allows a person to open up and my story Elements of my story, everyone will identify with. So it becomes about their story. So they get this, they get deeper insights because I name things. Even though I'm talking about me, I frame it in a way that's got the psychotherapeutic kind of lens and a spiritual lens over it. So it allows for the reader to hear a story, very personal, raw, real. But then it also helps the person to recognise I can identify with that. Wow, she's language and stuff for me in a way. So I'm removing, not in, a, in an arrogant way, but I'm giving you a kind of language to understand and identify your own feelings and then find, through my story, a way out of it. Okay. You know, so I'm framing things for people that, you know, they mightn't have been able to articulate for themselves.
1: Okay. So you've decided to make it free for a time during these times. and yeah. um, yeah. Was it because of these times that you decided yeah. to do that? I wrote the book
6: all and I finished it and I was sitting on it in October. And, you know, I was like, look, you know, whatever happened to the book will happen with the book. And and I did. I went over to America and it's in publishing hands in America. And then I was just sitting there and I was I love listening to podcasts. You know, for me, it's like, you know, I love to feed my mind with kind of uplifting um, conversations and dialogue. So I was just listening to podcasts and then I did meditation and I just said to myself, how can I be in service more? How can I support people out there? What way could I do that? And it just came to me, why not give out the book now for for free? Because the book is so relevant. We're all facing uncertainty. We're all facing the unknown. We all don't know what it's going to look like when we come out of it. And that is the theme of my book, me uh, having to face uncertainty, me having to face the unknown, me not knowing how it was going to look on the other side. So that's why I wanted to bring it out now. I just felt it might be a bit of comfort for somebody and might give somebody just a sense of hope, that sense of, right, okay, so there there is a process. Everything is a process. There's always a start of something. We're already in the process. So it's already happening, you know. So for me, it's like if somebody reads it, they might feel, okay, it feels bad right now, but I don't know how it's going to be at the other end. Maybe it won't mm. be so bad. It might just give them that sense of, the book might be a little bit of hope, a little bit of life shining in that area of um, heavy, heavy emotion and suffering. Okay. So that's what I'm hoping with it.
1: Great. Yeah. Well, it's called The Journey Home uh, by Karen Whelan, yeah. if you want to search for it. But where is the best place for people to get it, Karen?
6: It's up on my website at the moment. So if people go to Karen, with a K, Karen Whelan, therapy.com, they'll see free book and you just click on that and then you download it. It'll download straight away onto whatever device you search from.
1: Karen, a great idea for people Um, as we said, your first book is called Come Home to Yourself, is that right? Yes, that's right and it's a good five years since that's come out so lots of things you've learnt in the meantime with this second book, The Journey Home so best to look with it thanks a million for coming on and giving us all a little bit of hope this morning
6: Oh no, Thank you for having me, thank you so much Arlene, have a great day
0: the Sunday Grill on BEAT 102-103
1: Well one sector of our society that had to think outside the box the second social distancing and then lockdown was announced was the education sector and Waterford Institute of Technology is no different and now as we head into the final college term WIT are offering a week of virtual open days it includes a day for mature students to experience what the college has to offer as well as lots of other academic sections too John Power is the Marketing and Outreach Officer officer at WIT, and he's on the phone to explain more. Hi, John. Hi, Goya. Now you're getting lots of, um, lots of publicity, I suppose, about this. This has a talkability factor.
7: Um, it, I suppose it really does. And I suppose we are doing, our, we're running our virtual open event um, next week because our actual traditional open day that was due to take place on the 28th of March obviously wasn't able to take place. So we had a little bit of a rethink um, across the institute, and we decided that we still need to be there for prospective students. So the virtual open days were kind of conceived from that, and we've basically created six events for different markets of students and what they will be interested in. So the plan is to uh, run our virtual open days from tomorrow, Monday the 20th of April.
1: Great, so they run for the week as well. And one of your jobs in WIT is to talk to prospective students and answer some of their questions. What sort of questions would you normally get from them if you were meeting them face-to-face?
7: Um, meeting students face-to-face at a traditional open day, we get lots of various questions. We get questions from students about... The courses themselves and what they actually entail. We'll get questions from students about what college life is really like in WIT and um, what kind of activities we have on campus for our students from clubs and societies to our sports facilities and our teams and clubs and so on. Um, but we also get questions about student supports that are there for them um, it is a big uh, I suppose transition for leaving search students moving from secondary school into third level Um, Lots of students hit the ground absolutely running and most of them have a really, really easy transition into ourselves. But for some students, it is a challenge and they do find it a little bit daunting. So open days are a great way for those students in particular to really get the answers to the questions that they actually have.
1: Okay, And how will these virtual open days work? Do you have to log in at the same time as everyone? How does it work for people?
7: So basically for our virtual open days, you will log on to wic.ie forward slash virtual open day. You choose the virtual open event that you'd like to attend. Um, Business takes place on Monday the 20th. Engineering on Tuesday the 21st. Health sciences on Wednesday the 22nd. Humanities on Thursday the 23rd. And science and computing on Friday the 24th. And then we have a special Mature Student Open, uh, virtual open event on Wednesday the 22nd from 10 until 12. All the other virtual open events in all the different academic discipline areas, they take place from 2 to 4 p.m. on those dates. You log on to the website and it's really straightforward. Um, So you have a live chat Q&A, so you can chat with the lecturers, the support staff from across the Institute. So that's our uh, admissions team, our fees and grants. Uh, support staff, our clubs and societies representatives and our student life and learning department as well.
1: Okay. You or can you can sit back questions. and listen to it as well. Sometimes I know when I was a student I just wanted to hear stuff. I didn't want to be the question asker.
7: Exactly and that's why these virtual open days are really different from a traditional open day. So the shy person can actually sit there and watch the questions and answers as they're happening. Right. You can see what other students are asking and it really is a nice kind of I suppose uh, remote yet in form of a friendly way to actually chat with the staff from the Institute
1: Okay good stuff Now um, people should know at this stage I suppose what um, section of college they'd like to go to so as you said you have business you have but, but that's all well explained on your website is it?
7: It is yes yeah. so if you if you go to our own main website at moment, the moment at w.a.c.au you'll find loads of information about the virtual open events on the homepage You can click through and you can find out more about the actual virtual events themselves. And even before the virtual open days take place, you can go take a virtual campus tour and have a look around at the facilities that we have for students as well.
1: Great. Why did you decide to have a very specific day for mature students who would be going into those same sort of classes as well?
7: Um, I suppose mature students often have different concerns than... You're suppose, traditional Leaving search student or further education student that will be joining us. Mature students often have uh, I suppose, specific questions about what kind of supports are available to them on campus. And we have a really fantastic uh, student life and learning department that work really closely with the mature students. And our students union as well have a mature student officer that's available for them on campus every day can meet with them and, I suppose, direct them towards what they can expect from returning to education as well.
1: Okay, great. Um, So those days are broken up. They're between 2 and 4 o'clock every day starting tomorrow, John. So it's the School of Business on tomorrow, is that right?
0: Yes,
7: so we start off with the School of Business at 2 o'clock on Monday and then we progress through the week um, with engineering, health sciences, humanities, science and computing.
1: Okay, great. And as you said, people can log on to WIT now if they want to get a virtual tour of the campus uh, at this very moment. Um, Can people just log on? Do they need to register before they log on or can they just log on at the time that it's available?
7: No, there is no registration required. You can just log on on the day. Um, As I said, all the staff will be available um, between 2 and 4 p.m. each day. And you can even come back after the event if you miss it and you can have a look through the questions and answers from students as well.
1: Ah, brilliant. So you're going to log it and stick it up on the website as well?
7: Exactly. So there'll be loads of information still available through the virtual Open Day Hub. And there's even some really handy downloads for students where they can we help them research their CIO choices and also for parents where we have a guide to the CAO process and what to expect from college and the costs and so on.
1: Great. And of course, this is all on the run-up to the Change of Mind closing date, which is the (coughs) 5th of May. Is that right?
7: Yep. The Change of Mind actually opens on the 5th of May. Okay. Um, So this is really timely, having the virtual open days uh, before this, because it does give students a chance to go back to, I suppose, revisit their CAO choices, what courses they have listed, so that when the CAO Change of Mind opens on the 5th, they can go in and they can amend their course choices at that stage.
1: Brilliant. Well, a great idea from WIT. And that is the website to go to if you want to get more details and take a virtual tour of the campus in the meantime. And then all those virtual open days kick off tomorrow from 2pm. All details are on WIT.ie. And John, thanks a million for joining
0: me this morning. The Sunday Grill on Beat 102.103.
1: he has no judgment on us. Hey. I was waiting for
0: the segue. I'm going,
8: Seriously, how are you going to do that one?
1: <laughs> no He judgment. doesn't what? judge.
8: What? Judgment, judgment day. It's, I judge is, his television choices, morning. though. It, it is, is a, judgment morning. It it is it judgment is, morning. Yes, it
1: there we
8: could go. could be, yeah, would be. No, in terms of TV, you know. Okay. Or something. Yeah. You're not yeah, that's very bad. Isn't it? This okay, isn't yeah, your no, thing. Moving swiftly forward. <laughs> hey, <laughs> how have done. you been? Good, sorry, good, 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 all good, yeah, absolutely. Like I said, the weather's fantastic, which a yeah. uh, boon. It absolutely. is, yeah,
1: mm. it really helps, doesn't it? It's the same, absolutely, to a degree. Okay, yeah. let's have a chat about some television to watch out mm. for this week, because I have run out, um, ha, it, are there two... You've run out of TV, I've you? run yeah. out of television. I am now watching whatever Real Housewives series is on now TV. I have mm. gone from Melbourne to New York, I'm now mm. on Beverly Hills, so mm. I need something a bit meatier, and that's not reality. That's um, not reality. Yes. But you're, still,
8: you're still watching, we mentioned briefly last week, um, the new series of Friday Night Dinners is still on, on, yes, to, on
1: Friday night. which is keep phenomenal. It, which is so good. I just yeah, love yeah, it. Yeah. Um, let's mm. talk tonight Um, yeah. on BBC One. It's called One World Together at Home. It's at 7.45. And this is the global gig to celebrate health workers that has That's been right, in the yeah. news a lot recently.
8: Oh uh, Yeah, this is BBC are doing highlights tonight, actually. It was on last night, actually, live, on Saturday, last night on Saturday night. Um, but they're doing highlights. It's kind of globalised, Globalized. Well, it's global televised and streamed entertainment. So basically, it's uh, it's curated by Lady Gaga. So she put it together. It kind of nice. reminds me in a way, you know, from u to Young Pablo, like, you remember Live Aid. Yes. That kind of that kind of global thing. So obviously, it's a different circumstance, different times, etc. But it's actually curated by Lady Gaga, and it's celebrating the, the work of the community health workers around right across the world. So they have a huge lineup of talent, uh, which, like I said, tonight's just kind of the highlights of it. But if people like from. Uh, Lizzo, Billy Eilish, Andrea Bocelli Stevie Wonder, Elton John, Paul McCartney, Alanis Morissette Eddie Vedder, the whole gamut of people, you know, yeah. right? Which is yeah, exactly. So if you want to just sit down tonight do kind of a live A kind yeah. of thing, watching TV. A bit of a it, type thing. Absolutely. Uh, and there's also interviews as well with the people who really matter, so I suppose the frontline workers Brilliant. as well. That's great and dinner. it's hosted by the trio, Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel and Stephen oh, Colbert. Great. So a bit of, of bit of go go. fun as well. I'm sure a bit of poking at certain yeah. people as well in political Brilliant. high office. It happen, Yeah.
1: Hey, did you see that video of Andrea Bocelli outside the a cathedral in Milan for Easter Sunday, where he sang just on his own outside the cathedral? Sing? I can't even remember uh, what was
8: he it sang. That in oh, I, it was Maria or I actually like heard. That. Sorry, during the week I was listening to Morning Ireland and Brian Dobson. the played out. the played out Morning Ireland, which is unusual, with um with Andrea Bocelli. I think that Easter must month. have been it. Yeah. And the I was just like, oh, yeah, he
1: was. Oh, it, phenomenal. Of, it, it was, was pin-dropping stuff.
8: Phenomenal. I mean, you don't need to say anything. You just, like, just play the music and yeah. just to hear him sing. Yeah, it was just
1: amazing. But you should really watch was. the video if you get a chance because he is, you know, it's almost what Italy is going through. He is alone in this huge metropolitan city of Milan just standing in front of a cathedral singing. It's phenomenal. Okay. Mm. Yeah, yeah. The, check it out. But in the meantime, we have One World Together at Home, 7.45 on BBC One tonight. Then on Tuesday, I'm really looking forward to this. And we mm. just talked to Maggie Malloy, who is from Wexford. Oh, did you? Oh, you? Okay. Yes, she is. And she's the lady behind Cheap Irish Houses. And she's been doing this for ages, showing people how they can buy for oh. quite cheaply. Um, as she says herself, it's never really by the coast or anything like that. But it's on Tuesday night on 8.30 on One. Oh, yeah.
0: So you
8: spoke to Maggie. So obviously... yes because yeah, the first one as you said is a six part series and this has been going on for a while with, with, with Maggie um, the first one is a Twins Leanne and Vanessa. she probably spoke to you about this but they are looking for a house in Sligo Mayo area
0: mm-hmm.
8: Um, you said not by the coast presumably <laughs> presumably
1: well, not by the I, coast I just really s- I follow Maggie on Cheap Irish Houses okay. and like the houses they're always mm. um, cottages they've oh, yes. got a bit of work in them. Be
8: all in Leitrim are they or something well, I,
1: if, it's, if they're it's, in Donegal they're inland Donegal yes, if you get yes, me yeah, I'll yeah, I'll because, because you're paying for obviously a coastal view it's or a river exactly, view or whatever exactly yeah. Mm, mm. yeah.
8: The reason I say Leetham, because I think, was it, Leetham probably officially has the cheapest yes. place to buy a house to live in Ireland, is it? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. And mm. how bad? I mean, seriously, I mean, it's quite nice. Leetham's quite nice. Yeah, I think we had a conversation before as well. Mm. Lots of lovely lakes down there as well. Yes. Yeah. And cheap place to live. But yeah, but the first episode, um, Six Parter, as you say, uh, and it's Leanne and Vanessa, and they're looking for. I haven't seen the show before, so I'm very curious to watch it, actually. Mm-hmm. I have an interest in this stuff Anyway, um, Sligo area, and they've got even they four different homes to look. You know, obviously, they mm. come with various things. So, so it's, like it's kind almost
1: of, like a room to improve yes. before Dermot comes along.
8: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Or else one of those things. You know, there's... Uh, was there, uh, abroad when they go abroad to the Chateau yeah that kind of thing with the yes. big four, four different places Home or Away between. I think Home, yeah exactly yes. there's a number of a number of them actually so they're four different homes and obviously they have pros and cons and obviously the, the tag the main tag is that they're cheap yeah. <laughs> you know and so, I so, yes, love, love a
1: property see. show I need something like this in my life I,
8: I listen I think there'll be a lot of property shows in the next few years mm. I mean the whole thing's going to be crazy mm. anyway, in that respect but yeah so yes it is good because I don't like it's old classic, is it? Look inside someone else's house. Yeah, or exactly. A house, what, what could be their exactly. home. Exactly,
1: and what they can know? do with it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's represent Wexford's Maggie Malloy, Tuesday, Cheap Irish Homes, 8.30 on E one Then on Thursday, Gangs of London. I wanted to say Gangs of London is back, but I have no idea what Gangs of London is. So I no, Gangs know. of London. I don't know why I think well, it's just back. It's, Maybe well, I'm thinking of Gangs of, Gangs of New York. York, York. Yes, They're yeah, playing, yes. playing with Gangs of ah, New York there.
8: Okay. It's, um, it's on, on on Sky Atlantic and Now TV on, on Thursday at nine o'clock. And this o'clock. is a new um, series, is it? It's a new series, totally new series. Yeah, it's actually. I was looking forward to this. Actually, I've seen. I've seen the first uh, hour-long, or, or, oh, just over feature-length almost episode. It's called Call Meanie. It's oh, directed great. first of all. It's directed by Gareth Evans, who did a couple of very good sort of action-packed things. He did the raid, mm. which is uh, I don't know if you've seen that. It's an no. Indonesian kind of crime, manic kind of you know really action-filled drama, which which was very well done. Actually, very well
0: choreographed.
8: Mm. Um, this which I watched. He's got Colomini as the the boss, the boss man, the godfather. So it's like, I'm not giving anything away by the fact that Colum has, doesn't last very long the first episode. Oh, okay. But it, it does go back and forth obviously into his life and stuff. Uh, okay. uh, it's also got Michelle Fairley who you probably remember from uh, Game of Thrones. Oh, you don't watch Game of Thrones. No. She's in Game of Thrones <laughs> The Red Wedding. Okay. And a lot of other familiar faces Some Game of Thrones pop okay. up as well. Right. So it's basically gangland uh, London, contemporary times. So it's uh, basically
1: gangland Game of Thrones. Gang,
8: uh, gangland, yeah. Yeah, but you know what? You don't remind me when I was watching I said this is like it's like a, a real cheap version of a, a Guy Ritchie movie, you know. Oh. There's even a, I know. I mean, is that possible? I mean, anyway, but um, it's like there's some scenes like it's a fight, a big oh. major fight it's scene nothing, in a bar, yeah. which goes on forever. Which is like seriously, come on, like mm-hmm. and this guy takes everyone out. Like <laughs> I'm going seriously, <laughs> but yeah, uh, but listen, if you're into things, if you're into Guy Ritchie kind of stuff, uh, yeah. gangs of London stuff, <laughs> yeah, this could be for you. Yeah. Uh, Mm. not for me wasn't impressed by the first episode <laughs> okay you good well
1: good to hear your honesty um, Thursday 9pm on Sky Atlantic it's also on Now TV if you want to check it out mm. you know it's on Now TV as well that you suggested a, um, I think about a month ago but I hadn't seen it I don't have Sky Atlantic mm. is that Save Me series oh yeah it's good uh, yeah. I've only seen it in the highlights of things I can watch so I'm going to give it a go
8: Okay, good, 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 yeah. good, good. And also actually I should mention this week as well, if you are interested and in people a lot of people were because a lot of people watched it, uh the second season of Ricky Gervais's afterlife.
1: Brilliant. Netflix.
8: Did you love with Netflix loved from it. Thursday? From I Thursday. Loved Did you it. love it?
1: Oh I yeah. love his subtle humour. I love his sarcasm. It's brilliant.
8: Okay. <laughs> and sometimes not so subtle. Oh, um, yeah. I
1: think he's quite subtle in the did, in the blows. I did you like watched
8: the first season of Afterlife? Yes, actually.
1: I did. I yeah, really I
8: quite it. quite enjoyable. In fact, you yeah. you know the way he's quite a little curmudgeonly kind of guy. Yes. In, in, in season two, now apparently I've only started watching it actually because um, I'm interviewing him next week, uh, Monday tomorrow. Um, the, he he's a bit. He's getting he's getting to be quite nice, you know.
1: Okay, With, and of course, I, I, your I, favourite I, female comedian is in it. Oh yes, of course, Francine Roshan Connie oh, she's yeah, she's brilliant She's
8: a game face man she's, uh, she's, So uh, that and is And Paul Kay
1: Thursday Oh Paul Kay's in it as well okay, He played brilliant. the Jackhawk Did he play the Jackhawk Oh it? yes
8: And then there's, then there's the postman Whose name is Pat yeah, the <laughs> There are some very good characters. and Penelope Wilson, who plays the um, the old woman whose husband has passed away, and you remember she meets him at the grave at the grave. Couple times. she met uh, Ricky Gervais. Oh yes. times. she's kind of like uh, She's so there are some very nice characters actually in it. Yeah. Interesting characters actually. Yeah, I love yeah.
1: Paul Kay. I did love Dennis uh, Penis back in the day. Um, mm. Grace, that is kicking off on Thursday and very bingeable, of course, because it is on Netflix. It's called Afterlife. Mm. So you're interviewing Ricky Gervais on Tuesday. Would that uh, normally? Tomorrow. Would that no? Or tomorrow? Sorry, would mm. that normally have been? Been going over on a plane it would have be been normally going on a nice go over plane junket. to London blah 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 so exactly, what do you do yes. now is it Zoom or is it's it a it's phone a Zoom. call it's, it's Zoom yeah. so you so still it's Zoom. get to F- see, F- F- see Ricky Zoom. sorry you still get to see him
8: you get to still see him exactly okay. in the flesh kind of well in the kind of flesh virtual flesh
1: isn't it mad yeah. all the things we can do yeah,
8: yeah. and there is my judgement <laughs> on next week's TV there,
1: <laughs> there we <go>. you are <laughs> I very much enjoyed that judgement thank you very much I will talk to you next week
0: <laughs> thanks Eorda The Sunday Grill on Beat 102-103